Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Bloomy Brained Podcast, where you come to water and nourish your brain, in turn seeing your mind, body, and spirit bloom. This episode is extra special because I am actually filming it in Tulum, Mexico. We are here for my birthday week, and it's also my boyfriend's birthday week. Yay, go Virgos! (laughs) Um, I'm sitting in the bed right now. We have these really large windows. You can see just all types of tropical plant species. We have two different pools. One is connected to our room. Um, so stay tuned on the blog, bloomybrain.com, because I will have the Airbnb link and review of this place posted here pretty soon because 10 out of 10, 100 out of 100 recommend. This has been the most incredible trip probably of my life. I cannot wait to come here. My boyfriend and I are actually tossing around the idea of getting property here and then just floating back and forth from the States to here, you know, six months on, six months off type thing, maybe Airbnb, um, our property back home. So we're going to figure it out because guys, this place is wonderful. I can't believe this is my first time here. Um, but I'm going to keep this episode pretty short and sweet today. I wanted to talk about a little topic that has been on my mind called creative depression. So creative depression to me is when you work really hard for something and you become creatively depressed because it's just not what you thought it would be. Something fell through. Maybe you didn't live up to your exact expectations of the project that you you know, set your efforts on. Um, and that's okay. I'm going to give you guys an example of something that happened to me recently that I had been so excited about for months. And just the entire project got deleted and I felt I I felt sick for about 24 hours over it. Um, I became a little bit depressive, you know, just wondering, you know, my worth and just all of these things because of this failed project. It's so easy to feel like we're failing ourselves, which then depletes our confidence when we're not keeping a promise to ourselves that that diminishes or lowers our confidence around the time of this event happening but this is so normal and the physiological lifespan of an emotion is only 90 seconds so a minute and a half if you can just really take time to sit with and hold space for yourself and why you're feeling like this And then pick yourself back up and keep going because this mishap doesn't define you. This mishap is molding you, is helping you grow into a better version of the creator that you are. And, you know, so many people I hear them say, oh, I'm not a creator. I'm not creative. We're all creators. We just create different things and some are deemed more creative than others but we're all creating on a daily basis if you get up and you make your bed you make yourself food you structure sentences to send to people text to people you're you know you're talking everything is creation so don't label yourself that you're not a creator we're all creative we're all creators And sometimes we get down and out about our creativity and we can feel depressed over it. It can become very normal. Um, So what happened with me was, you know, a lot of you know how my father passed away to um, 
to the monster of suicide about three years ago now we're coming up on three years in december um and i have a near and dear friend gabe that uh, we grew up together and my father uh so a little backstory um gabe was dating one of the cheerleaders on my cheer squad my freshman year of high school him and i were both freshmen um the girl he was dating was a year older and he always was super involved with our fundraising like car washes and stuff he was always out there helping us and so was my dad so my dad really took a liking to his work ethic and just had an immense amount of respect for such a young boy for being out here on a Saturday at 6 a.m. working with a bunch of cheerleaders rather than sleeping in, partying, playing video games. Gabe just he really exuded a very strong worth ethic at a young age. And like I said, my dad really took a strong liking. So then my dad started contracting him for some work of his own, you know, kind of approached him like, hey, um, I really admire what you're doing out here. Would you want to do some work for me? And immediately Gabe said yes. And then all throughout my high school experience, um, Gabe was, I always called him like my little dad's um, minion. And I think my dad having three daughters really just loved his his time with Gabe. Um, so going through high school, I, I did not know that Gabe lost his father to suicide when he was four. And some of you know, I was 22. So, you know, no, no age is worse or better. It's, it's equally as devastating to go through, but it, it's different when it happens at different ages. So I didn't know how much this relationship meant to Gabe being that at the time I didn't know that he didn't have his real father um, and this had happened to his real father and he was just get you know we're freshmen we're like 13 and 14 so him and I were the youngest in our grade um, so we both went into high school at 13 years old that sounds so wild to think that we were in there with like 19, 18 19 and 20 year olds that were seniors and we're 13 um, so, you know, this is the age that people start to question and really wonder things about their their life and their family and everything. Um, I always say like around this time is when we become infected by the parasite in life. You know, we're not innocent children anymore. We're finally starting to see life through a more clearer lens. Um, so all of that being said, this relationship was very special for the two of them. And then when I lost my dad, my dad was kind of a fatherly figure, a role, a male role model figure to Gabe. So essentially it was almost like he had to relive some of the trauma from his father passing that he probably doesn't remember as clearly since he was four, but I'm sure that my dad passing really struck something of the same nature inside of him. So... Um, for a while, I have really just wanted to get Gabe on the podcast for my men and mental health segment. That meant a lot to me to do. It was very hard nailing him down because he is, he's just so busy. He's 
doing so many things. Like I said, guys, strong work ethic, and it is truly carried through to adulthood. He has modeled all over the country. He does remodeling and restoring, um, you know, home, like home type stuff and renovation. Like he's just all over the place. He just moved to Atlanta. Um, he dates a, a girl, an international dancer out in LA. So he's, he's constantly between East Coast and West Coast. Um, and sometimes he is in our hometown of Fayetteville. And um, there, there was a chance I might be able to nail him down there, but I caught him right before he moved to Atlanta one evening for the Men in Mental Health segment. And it was going to be very special because he was my third guest. And I just always am thinking like, lucky number three, you know, I'm born on September 13th. I just, I have a strong liking to the number three. So it just was also special to me. He came over, the episode was incredibly profound. We probably recorded for two hours straight and this is where this is where the story of the creative depression really begins because with my podcast it takes me anywhere from an hour to two hours to set up um, do sound checks make sure everything's plugged in work out any kinks that are going on then sound check the other audio for my guest make sure that they're comfortable make sure that there's snacks hot tea stuff like that if people need it since we do record for so long we go over the script one time or not script it's it's more so like a loose script of like what we're going to stick to what questions will be asked this doesn't always happen but for something that's a little bit more structured and intentional this is what happened for that episode um so it, all that being said, there was just a lot that went into this and then the two hours of recording. And from there, I edit anywhere from an hour to five hours by the time it's all over. And I was on my second hour of editing. So all in all, I've put like already going on five and six hours into this. Um, like I said, two hours of recording. So that means after it's trimmed and cut, all the meat is cut and everything, and from the bulk of the episode, the episode would run anywhere from like 45 minutes to an hour and 15. Um, so like I said, I'm going on hour five, six of just the, you know, whole amount of time put into this. And all of a sudden, I do not know how this happened. I pressed a button. And when I pressed a button on my computer immediately, three fourths of the podcast was deleted. So basically all of it, like an hour and a half and really like an hour and 40 minutes of it, just all gone. And I'm doing everything I can on my computer for 30 minutes myself. Then I give it over to my boyfriend that is in the IT community and I let him tinker on it for another hour. Um, and after he told me, you know, I think that this is just lost. I, I was willing to throw in the towel at that point because, I mean, my, my boyfriend is brilliant. If he's telling me that something is lost, I believe him at this point, And I feel like we have exhausted all possibilities of avenues we could go down to bring this thing back. So it was more more so at this point, like looking in the mirror and just having the self-acceptance of, okay, like, you know, this is it. This episode wasn't meant to be. There's some sort of, you know, something that's just not supposed to be heard, maybe. Like, I I'm reaching here, trying to make myself feel better, trying to prevent a breakdown from happening because it, it it's just so much work to lose. And then to not, to have waited 
to have Gabe on my show for about six months now to not know when I will be able to do it with him in person again. It's just much more natural in person, I feel. Um, I can definitely do it on the phone, but it just was hard to reconcile with losing all of that. Um, So in the weeks there, or really in the week after all of this, as I'm processing the emotion, and even the 24 hours after I kept telling my boyfriend I'm I'm just like babe like this doesn't happen to me a lot but I feel so I feel so sick and so upset by this that I could cry and throw up at the same time and that that just never happens you know I never it's very seldom that you ever feel like this over something so you know that was hard for me and it was hard for me uh, it was extremely embarrassing for me to have to break this news to Gabe because I felt like it was a waste of his time, a waste of his words. Um, you know, he went out of his way to come and do this. It, it just was a lot for me to process. And I was feeling beyond bad that I wasted his time. And I know Gabe is such a precious, beautiful minded human. He did not look at it like that. At the end of the day, this is still a lifelong friend and we still got to have an incredible conversation with one another that will forever be in our minds and hearts. And we don't need any form of software or computer to bring that back because that is forever. But it's just hard because I'm like, it was his time. And now people cannot hear this beautiful message that we have put out about losing someone to suicide. So in the week thereafter, I just continued to reconcile with everything. And that is when I've thought of creative depression. I'm like, I have to put something out titled creative depression. Creative depression isn't something to be ashamed of. It's something that we at times may experience, but need to understand does not define us. When you feel creatively depressed, don't let yourself live there long. Remember, the physiological lifespan of an emotion is only 90 seconds, so honing in on something upsetting for longer than that is indeed overthinking. Begin to ask yourself, why did this happen? In my case, I asked why, and I had to dig deeply into my heart and reconcile with the fact that I could have done better. I could have spent more time preparing. I could have scripted better. There is a lot I could have done better and what I have realized in this chamber of reflection is that this product maybe wasn't meant to be the final product and that is okay. Now you plan. Plan for how you can make your product better in the future and not rush it. Do not, I repeat, do not rush it. All good things are worth waiting for. Accept. Accept the circumstances and don't look back. Keep moving forward. Use what you have learned and apply it to the future, but don't look back and think, what if? That's a waste of your time. And lastly, remember your work and what you produce and create do not define you. It is a part of you, yes, but it does not define your entire being and existence on this planet. I hope that if you are feeling creatively depressed, this moved or helped you to feel better about this and know that you are not alone. You've got this. I believe in you and your feelings are valid. Until next time, guys, stay bloomy brained.